Um, I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> everybody ben rogers here the raptors digest Riker, there has been a, a tidal wave of free agent news over the past few days unfortunately you and i have been just ridiculously busy we also launched a few things with the raptors digest as well that sort of put us behind on schoolwork and all that but i guess we'll plug it here now we launched a website posting articles on free agency the draft stuff so definitely check that out at raptorsdigest.ca we're going to be plugging that now for the for the next few videos but Riker. Before we get into all the cool stuff, we got to bring up the horrific news. Sergi Baca left the Toronto Raptors on a two-year, $18 million deal with the LA Clippers. You heard the Kawhi laughs in the intro video. He He's certainly getting the last laugh over the Toronto Raptors. I can't, I can't believe he did this. this that's just what I want to start it off with, Riker. It's gut-wrenching. We need to have an air of professionalism on this podcast, but this, to me, it's just an unprofessional... It's a ter- It's disgusting, Ben. It's a terrible move, because at least with Kawhi Leonard, he never... He had the decency to not pretend that he was going to commit to Toronto. He avoided questions about where he was going to re-sign. Fred Van Vliet, same thing. Made You know, he said he made it clear his intentions were to make the best decision for himself, to get paid. Right, Serge Ibaka, on the other hand, he's here posting about, hey, don't worry, don't be reading into it, Toronto Raptors, you know, putting up, like, I'll stay here, oh, I love Toronto. Then this, to to decline what is reportedly $19 million one-year contract to accept $9 million with the Clippers, not the Nets, not the Nets, what I could, we could have stomached to say he's going to go and reunite with Kevin Durant and make a run at a championship that way, that that to me would have been a story that you know you could you could easily digest and it would still hurt but it would make sense but to go and team up in LA of all places with Kawhi Leonard to get no value in return not give the Raptors the opportunity to sign a trade to leave the Raptors high and dry with zero big men now except well Chris Boucher is still an outstanding free agent this it's terrible Ben this to me it I I, I can't even put to words my frustration right now. Yeah, we'll break down that proposed Nets rumor that was out there and the sign-in trades that could have happened. But to to fully break down what you alluded to, according to Josh Lewenberg, the Toronto Raptors offered Serge Ibaka a one-year, $18 million contract, I believe. So he, he took half the money per year to go to the LA Clippers. He essentially took all the money we offered him and spread it out over two years to go. To that dysfunctional franchise, a franchise that's never made it out of the second round. Obviously, they have Kawhi and Paul George, but players were leaving there. It looked like they had a horrific offseason so far before they ended up picking up Serge Ibaka, but just a massive blow, and things were looking good for the Toronto Raptors. We re-signed Fred Van Vliet. We were rumored for a couple other guys, and we are just sort of waiting on Serge Ibaka, and as the time ticked down, as time passed, we saw rumored names that we've been covering for the past month, Riker, like Montrez Harrell signed with the LA Lakers. We saw Tristan Thompson signed with the Boston Celtics. We saw Christian Wood end up signing trade to the Houston Rockets. We saw a lot of potential targets that we could have had to replace, you know, if Sergi Baca left or Marcus Gasol at the center position. We saw all those potential replacements wait as Sergi Baca just sort of dragged us along for those first couple days. And as you said, He's been saying he's going to stay. He wants to stay. He made a video a couple days ago saying how 
You guys know I love Toronto. You guys know it's a place I want to be, but it's out of my hands right now. It's it's up to management and all those sorts of things. Well, I don't get how that's... That's just a straight-up lie if he took less money to go to a team that's been not performing as well as the Toronto Raptors. I, I, I'm in complete agreement with you. I... Uh, Serge Ibaka is a fan favorite. I'm a I'm a huge fan of Serge Ibaka still at this point, but like, you know, and obviously he won us a championship. No one should be hating on the guy by any means, but it's definitely a, not a good look for how he handled the situation. I'm hating on the guy, Ben. I'm going to put that out there. I'm hating on the guy because this is a, a podcast where we break down the news, but we're not objective. Right. We this is there is subjectivity, but we're fans first. This is a fan channel. This is a a fan community of people that listen to these podcasts and engage with the Raptors. And ultimately, this guy decided to take less money to go play with the the enemy team, basically, that sucked away our our last free agent in a manner that made it seem like he was going to stay. I mean, that's the worst possible way that you can exit a team. And I think that the Raptors, ultimately, they must have struck a deal with the devil when they traded for DeMar or traded DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard, and now we're seeing what the cost was on the other end. Because I don't mean to be an alarmist, Ben, but this puts the Raptors in a desperate situation. You think that it's not as bad as what I think, but I, I made it very clear in my stance before free agency started that Serge Ibaka, I, whatever happened to Fred Van Vliet, stay, go, sign and trade, whatever, it's not that important as Serge Ibaka, who is really one of the few true stretch bigs in the NBA. You can you can play him on a smaller lineup. He can defend really any big in the NBA, any sort of modern big. Um, he has his downsides, of course, but you, you're not able to replace him with anybody in this free agency class. And you struck the, the the right chord saying the Raptors have been slow because of this to make any other moves. And now the remaining guys, there's there's not a lot. There's Son Whiteside, who I personally don't want. Aaron Baines, and this is we'll get into the conversation after about Masai Jerry. But if we don't get Aaron Baines, I, I'm seriously questioning Masai Jerry's ability to manage. Um, free agency here and then other remaining names Harry Giles Demarcus Cousins Joachim Noah Bismack Biombo, Noah Vonley and Chris Boucher who's still out in the air so Ben there's obviously none of those guys are going to replace the void that Serge Ibaka is now going to leave for the Raptors yeah well I'm not questioning Masai I still have full faith in this guy as the best GM in the NBA that's not something that I'm throwing out there at this point obviously if it becomes a pattern but I think we were led on Riker this you and I said the only way we expect Serge Ibaka to leave is if the Charlotte Hornets come in with a max contract. That was what our sort of take was over the course of the past few weeks. And there's rumors that that was going to happen, that the team was going to come in and give him Al Horford-type money. But he was... We offered him a big contract, and apparently he didn't like that it wasn't a long-term deal and he wasn't a part of the long-term picture or whatever, but, you know, common sense, you know, if you look at it a little bit objectively, you have to understand there's flexibility for Giannis. You want to make the team better. You can't just load up your salaries, even if you pay him after we sign Giannis, right? Like, that's—we'd have his bird rights, so I I don't really get where that report's coming from, but I— I can't believe, I, like, I feel like Masai is in the same boat, that they're just shocked that he left after giving him a, offering a reasonable contract, and now 
to the point you brought up, there's different names we have to look at, and Marcus we're not sure what's going to happen with him. We thought it was a foregone conclusion he was going to go play in Europe, and apparently there's still interest, but apparently the Raptors are now really pushing hard to bring Marcus back on this team, which makes sense, because even for his struggles, he's still a starting center in the league, I believe, and despite the fact he couldn't really shoot his defense and his passing would still make him a, a starter, at least in the NBA, but... The Lakers are going hard after him. You brought up a name that I would have loved to see the Toronto Raptors pick up as a backup or a third stringer or whatever, Bismack Biombo, but apparently he's re-signing with the Charlotte Hornets. So I there's not a lot of options right now, Riker. Well, who so who's the Thunder GM? Sam Presti? Yep. So you say you still trust Messiah Jerry as the best GM in the league. Well, I'm putting that to question because if there's anything that this offseason has proven and if there's any lesson that the Raptors as a franchise should have known regardless of this season, regardless of last season where you see that even if you're pretty certain that you could get a superstar, convince him to stay, that at the end of the day, there's just a lure from the other bigger markets in the States that the Raptors, Toronto being, you know, the city, can't compete with. And I think Masai should have been fully aware of that, that it's not always a money decision. Sometimes it's a, you know, it's location, it's the other players. And this has been historically documented. And you, you have one guy like DeMar Rosen or Kyle Lowry that they're they're willing to spend their whole career, but then you're, you know, you're chasing butterflies to get the rest of them. So I think... I think Masai Ujiri should not have been slow, regardless if he was getting played by Serge Ibaka, when you see all these other teams making moves, the Lakers picking up Wesley Matthews and Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell and the Atlanta Hawks making moves and picking up Rondo and Gallinari and everyone. And I mean, well, you know, Hornets, they, they paid way too much money for Gordon Hayward, but Hayward, but at least they're making moves. Sam Presti getting 17 draft picks. I mean, the Raptors are in a situation now where... They have the exact same team that they had most recent season. It showed that it wasn't enough to get past the Boston Celtics. The East is only going to get stronger now with the Nets emergence. Philadelphia getting a bit tighter now under Daryl Morey and getting rid of Al Horford. Boston Celtics being a year older. Heat now believing that they could be one step away from being a championship team. And the Raptors have regressed because they weren't making any moves. And I don't care if you could say that you know we, we, we wanted to spend money on Ibaka before we decided who else you need to pick. You can't play that game. This is a competitive industry where you need to have multiple options, and I think that at the salary that other players, lesser players like like Christian Wood were getting, there should have been moves made, and that's what's so disappointing about this to me, Ben. Well, I agree with your points. If we go into next season as Chris, with Chris Boucher, Boucher as our starting center, agree with all those, but... After Serge Ibaka left, apparently Masai Jerry reporters were coming out saying that Masai was directly texting. I think it was Michael Grange who said, saying, we're going to be okay. I, th- I feel like Masai Jerry has to have a backup plan, has to have something up his sleeve. Maybe he sees one of the younger guys developing into that role. Maybe Duan Hernandez taking a, a leap forward. But or I feel like there's something else that's going to happen. And there's rumors right now, we're recording this at 6 o'clock Newfoundland time, so what is it, 4.30 Eastern time, Riker? Yep. So no, we've had no signings or anything yet, but apparently, obviously, Gasol has been a name that we're linked to now again, obviously. And Markeith Morris is a guy that we're sort of looking at. We'll get into all the speculative things because things are going to be moving quickly. So obviously, stay tuned to the Raptors Digest for all of the news updates. We're going to be quick reporting on all this stuff. But I, I trust we're going to do something. And I guess the question I pose to you, 
obviously there's no name out there where you're like, in a playoff series, we're going up against the Boston Celtics, we're going up against whichever team in the Eastern Conference, right? We don't, there's no center on the market right now unless we make a trade that you'd really feel comfortable with as the starting five. Are you comfortable with, and we ran this in the playoffs, having OG Ananobi running center, Siakam out there, Norman Powell, Fred, and Lowry, that sort of closing lineup in the biggest moments right now? or Because that's what we sort of ran with this year, even with two centers on the team. Centers are not making any money this year. That could be the direction the league is going. Are you comfortable with that, especially if we're not playing a team like the Sixers who have Joel Embiid and Dwight Howard? Yeah, uh, I I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you can't get through a full season playing small ball. I agree. You're not going to put your you're not going to give yourself good seating, and that's why I'm looking at you have DeMarcus Cousins who's basically not played very many games over the past 3 seasons due to injuries, but he's been on a vet's minimum for those 3 seasons. Mm-hmm. Um you have Aaron Baines who we've both, you know, it's well documented that he's the kind of center that would fit well with the Raptors system that he can stretch the floor and shoot the three. He's a he'd be good coming off of the bench. He's obviously not very mobile, so you wouldn't have him out against a smaller lineup, but he's a guy that you'd rely on in a regular season game, a game against the Bulls for example where you know, you're going to be playing your bench unit for heavier minutes. You don't you don't want to be playing like five guards coming off the bench. You you'd lose those games. You need a center. And maybe people will argue this point, but I still think that there's bigs available that you should be able to get at that five to ten million dollar range, which is why I'm shocked that moves haven't been made yet. And then you're absolutely right in a series such as the the Miami Heat, you'd play small. The Boston Celtics, you'd play small. And I bet you the Brooklyn Nets, you'd play small now, too, looking at the composition of what their team will probably look like. But obviously, there'll be shakeups if any sort of James Harden trade comes um, sort of through the pipeline here after this podcast. Um, but majority of teams in the East seem to be going small. So I'm fine with running OG at the 5 or Pascal at the 5 and playing it that way. But regular season, you still need to get good playoff berth. And that's not going to happen if you don't have a good center on your team. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. It's a... Uh... And to your point about like a, a guy like Aaron Baines, I could see him honestly starting during the regular season, right? Playing that sort of JaVale McGee role where he, he comes in, doesn't play a lot of minutes, but 15, 20 minutes a game, starts the first and the third, maybe give him some run at the end of the middle of the game. Then you close with that lineup that we sort of alluded to earlier with OG at center because that's been proven to work in the playoffs. Obviously, we didn't beat the Boston Celtics, but a large part of that was due to our, our superstar Siakam really struggling there and obviously the only real hope we have now is him bouncing back to at least the form he was pre-bubble but that's going to be a discussion we have a lot over the next few videos I I think we may as well cut it off there in terms of the the chatting about different players because within probably six hours of this podcast a lot of that will be irrelevant we'll we'll know what's happened so Definitely stay tuned to the Raptors Digest. Stay tuned to all these news updates. We're going to be coming out firing. So you guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Also, check out the website. We brought it up earlier in the podcast. Check out raptorsdigest.ca. We have uh, articles written on there. Uh, a lot of them have come out since the draft. A lot of them free agency news. So definitely check that out. And, yeah, any last words, Riker? That's what I was going to say, Ben. Subscribe and check out the website. we got an awesome writer and... Uh, yeah, some really good content on there too. And stay tuned. This is this is maybe going to be the make it or break it free agency for the Raptors, Ben. Yeah, for sure. Cheers.